everybody, welcome to the podcast for English learners. Uh, I, I'm sure you know it's Find Your English Voice, and today I have a very special guest. Uh, he's uh, an expert uh, in teaching English and in teaching English uh, online. So I have uh, very interesting questions for him. Uh, but first, Jack, hello, thank you very much for coming. And can you please uh, present yourself? In a couple of words. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me here. So my name is Jack. Uh, I have a website called tofluency.com. I'm originally from the UK and now I live in the United States and I've been teaching English for nearly 10 years in total. And mm -hmm. for the last uh, seven years, I've been working specifically online. So I give online lessons. I have courses, make a lot of YouTube videos, do I just do everything online right now. Okay, okay, so and that is wonderful because we will start uh, uh, talking about your course because the course is called To Fluency, same as the website, yeah? And uh, I, my first question will be, uh, what was in your mind, uh, like what association do you have with this word fluency? So do you specialize on uh, intermediate level students uh, who want to achieve fluency and how do you understand this? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, the website is called To Fluency and mm -hmm. I called it To Fluency because I wanted to put the focus on the, the journey and the fact that yeah, yeah. You know, we yeah. are always I think it's a great working idea. towards this. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of putting the focus on the end goal, on the result, I wanted to put the focus on the journey. Um, we actually had this domain name a long time ago because my wife and I were looking to build a website where teachers could promote their profile and then learners mm -hmm. could come and take lessons with them. But that project mm -hmm. fell through and when I was looking to create this website for English learners, I thought, to fluency, it sounds great, you know, and I really like this name. Um, and the idea is, yeah, we can do certain things to constantly make that progress towards fluency to fluency and that's why I want to put the focus on with my site and my lessons. Okay, so I personally find this idea hilarious. I really like, I'm a process, a process person, we can say. So I enjoy the process of learning languages. So for, I, I always like to see this name. So, but what is the end game? I mean, what do you mean by fluency? Yeah, for, for me, um, and like you said in the, while we were talking before, making this video. A lot of people define it in different ways, but I think we can get very specific by defining it as somebody having a C1 level of English. And this is based mm -hmm. on the common European framework for languages. Mm -hmm. And the C1 level basically says this, you can understand a wide range of demanding clauses. You can express ideas fluently spontaneously without searching mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for expressions and you can use it in a flexible way for social academic and professional purposes so mm -hmm. the idea here is that you can have a conversation with someone and you can understand what they're saying and you can talk about a variety of topics in a spontaneous way and in a fluent way and what that means is being able to express yourself by speaking using the right pronunciation and so that other people can understand what you're saying. Um, and that's what a lot of learners want to have. They want to reach that level. Now, a C2 level is mastery. Mm -hmm. And this is when you can understand virtually everything you hear and you can speak without making many mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. 
Native speakers make mistakes all the time. I make mistakes all the time. But the C2 level is basically where you're not making those obvious mistakes that a lot of learners make. Okay. So from my point of view, C2 level will have uh, to do more even with the, with the theory of the language, right? So with the structure, how the language works, with this good knowledge of the, uh, I don't know, the terminology and the ability to explain this. Um, so, and it's really uh, academic, right? So academic vocabulary, writing in the language, so on. Yeah, it's the ability to use these structures because you don't necessarily need to know the titles of tenses, you know, mm -hmm. you don't even need to know what a verb is, but if you use it properly and you intuitively mm -hmm. know how to use it and you use the right patterns at the right time, then that means, you know, you have this proficient level, this C1 or C2 level. Okay. So what about the accent? What about the pronunciation? Uh, well, uh, because many uh, English learners, they say, I want to speak with the accent which will be as close to native speakers as possible. Do you think it's important? Yes and no. I think it's important to be able to have use the right sounds of English, mm -hmm. um, to be able to use the consonant sounds, the vowel sounds, be able to link words together when necessary, even use okay. relaxed pronunciation when necessary too. Mm -hmm. But an accent, there are many different types of accents. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for me, this is just a personal preference. If someone comes from the Czech Republic or from France or from Russia, I love to hear that subtle accent that they have mm -hmm. while they use the correct sounds of English. So I think if a, a, a learner wants to have a native English accent, then there are things that they can do to get that. But but is it necessary? I mean, this is the question. Do you have? Do you need to spend so much time on that? I, I don't think it's a, it's always necessary. No, I, that, that's what I'm saying exactly. You know, a learner might want that, but they need to know that it's not necessary in the majority of cases. I do know some. Um, my wife used to teach someone who lived in the U.S. and his boss wanted him to develop an an American accent because he dealt with clients. And that was just, you know, a specific case. So in some cases, it might be important for practical reasons, but for general use and just enjoying the language, it's, it's not necessary. Well, I will, uh, I will agree with you. So I work on my accent on a regular basis because I'm an English teacher and I want to, to show that I, I know the language at a good enough level, of course. So that's why, uh, but I always say to my learners because many of them are concerned about it and they say like oh I, I need to have this native sounding yes so native like accent but uh, I will agree with you that it's not uh, absolutely necessary but the question is you know like uh, when I go online and when I um, I don't know read the reviews from different learners uh, from my point of view people don't quite understand the this notion of fluency because my understanding of it matches yours but people um, I don't know from my point of view people tend to overuse it have you noticed that I mean because for people just the ability to express their ideas already means fluency yes yeah. and yeah <laughs> there, there are as you say it's used a lot and I think there are a few reasons for that um, and the main one is, is this is usually the end goal for a learner. You know, they, they mm -hmm. think, okay, if I'm going to learn English, I want to become fluent in English. So they use the term a lot. They're looking for a teacher or a course or a program that's going to help them reach that level. 
And therefore, a lot of the teachers and course creators will use this word so they can explain exactly you know, what this program does or the end goal mm -hmm. of taking lessons with that teacher. What gets lost here is a lot of learners don't realize and teachers are to blame for this a little bit, but it's a long-term goal. It's a process. Yeah. It's something that you're going to work harder. And you mm -hmm. know this because think about if you're a learner listening to this, think about all the people that you know who are learning English. And then think about how many of those have reached a C1 level. Yeah, yeah very little. It's, it's really <laughs> it's a very little number. In most cases. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. it depends on the country, it depends on the type of people you um the type of people you know. But this is where a lot of learners also lose motivation because they hear the word fluency. Yeah. And then they think, okay, I'm going to do this. Two months later, they're not fluent and they've lost that motivation because they feel down, they feel bad about the progress that they're making. Okay. Well, but uh, will you agree with me that, uh, yeah, maybe T is too big a girl? You know, because I always um, try to to show uh, the practical perspective in learning the languages, right? Right to my students, and I speak five languages, so I need to treat each of my languages in a different way. Because, well, to be fluent in five languages, it's crazy. <laughs> the, the head is going to explode. Maybe sometimes just feeling comfortable enough yeah for for the number of situations they have to deal with the language i mean if they live in russia for example and they never travel and they are not connected with english at work i mean why in this case why should you spend so much time on on achieving such a big goal yeah the, it's a really good point and i think it's really wise it's a good idea to think about how you're going to use english and what your goal is. So as you say, let's say there's somebody in Russia who needs English to connect with other business people who maybe live in Finland, in, mm -hmm. in Germany, etc. And then mm -hmm. what they're doing here is they can use Eng English as a lingua franca. And this is a different type of English. And going back to what you talked about with accents, it doesn't become as important here it's, it shouldn't be a huge part of what you're trying to achieve and if you're learning English for practical reasons then what you need to do is think about your goal to mm -hmm. with businessmen about um, specific business conversations and you know language and then some range of situations mm -hmm. and then do things that will help you achieve that goal get very specific on what you do on a daily basis and going back to the goals as well there are a lot of learners. The majority of learners I talk to, they want to be able to reach the C1 level. That's their goal. And if that is you who's listening to this, then know that you can have a long-term goal, which is to reach this level, but also celebrate small goals too. Celebrate the fact that every day you do something in English, you're going to learn a new word or phrase that you're going to understand how to use grammar, that you're going to learn how to pronounce a specific sound in English. And if you work at this and you, again, focus on the process, then you won't feel overwhelmed by this big goal that you have to reach at the end. So you can split things up into smaller goals and then focus on what you're doing on a daily basis and make it as enjoyable as possible. Well, that's wonderful advice and thank you very much. Thank you, uh, first of all, for getting things clear and uh, 
you know, distinguishing between the girls because I think it is really important and uh, we need to work with the girls. And thank you very much for these uh, inspirational words. But in this case, I have this question to ask you. So what should we do about the learners who want to learn fast? Um, what I like to talk about is this, the progress to fluency, the rate in which you improve your English depends on what you do on a daily basis, mm -hmm. what you actually do to learn English, and also how much time you spend doing this. Yeah. So if you want to make totally. fast progress, then these are the two things that you need to focus on. So then you need to increase your daily load of uh, your learning activities. If you want to. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe you just don't need this girl. Well, that's it. And then this will make you realize how much you want this goal, how much you want to achieve it. Because whenever you do something in English, you're going to have to stop doing something else, which might, well, yeah. which means yes. spending time with your family or going out drinking with friends watching TV in your native language, reading a book in your native language, working, working out, playing sports. It all depends on those types of things. So if you really want to achieve this, then you will make it more of a priority. And there are certain things that you can do while you're doing other things, just like listening to English, listening to your podcast, listening to other podcasts, where you can, there's a great word to hack it a little bit you know, to have mm -hmm. language mm -hmm. learning. But when it comes down to it, you, you will need to make it more of a priority if you want to learn English faster. Mm-hmm, yes. Now, so that is wonderful advice and thank you very much. And again, so uh, this baby steps concept, I will get back to it because I love it so much. And yeah, so you need to understand that learning the language is a process. Yeah, it will take time and this understanding will help people. So uh, the question about resources. Now, many people believe that they can only achieve fluency if they work one to one with a teacher. So what's your view on that? Um, I know many people who have achieved fluency in English and other languages without doing this, without taking lessons at all. And mm -hmm. there are many things that you can do because the other thing that comes in here as well is can I learn English if I'm not in America or the UK or an English speaking mm -hmm. country? Can I learn English if I don't take lessons? And yeah, of course you can. It's been done many mm -hmm. times before. A great example of this is people who live in Scandinavian countries who achieve fluency through mainly through TV, mainly through, you know, just being part of that environment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as a learner who is from Brazil or the Czech Republic or Russia, the idea is that you can create your own learning environment and you can do very specific things on your own to help you make progress. If you get a one-to-one -one teacher on top of this, in most cases, it helps. In most cases, you're going to get the feedback, you're going to get you know, that conversational practice, and there are so many great online teachers and face-to-face -face teachers who can help you with your English. But know that you're going to need to do more than one-to-one -one lessons in order to make faster progress. Yeah, that is a sound point for sure. Okay, so, and uh, for example, your course, uh, so how does it help learners uh, to achieve fluency? So in, in that <laughs> meaning, which we discussed with you. Yeah, um, the, the course I have focuses mainly on internalizing grammar and being able to say the correct words and phrases without thinking about rules, without thinking about grammar rules and without translating from your own language. And a big part of it is repetition, 
of sentences mm -hmm. and phrases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when when you take a sentence and if you internalize that sentence, and what I mean by that is to be able to produce it without thinking about the rules. For example, I'm so excited about going to the party, okay? This is the example I always use. And if you're able to say that, and if you're able to use that in a flexible way, I was so excited about going to the party. I've been so excited about seeing her recently, okay? And if you're able to mm -hmm. do that, then you intuitively know the grammar involved in there. But mm -hmm. if you can produce this as well when speaking, then you can use the right words in the right order, using the right grammar, mm -hmm. the correct pronunciation, and all the rhythm and the intonation and the stress that is involved when speaking. So the course focuses on being able to produce these types of sentences so that you can use English in a flexible way and in the right situations too. And feel comfortable about it. Feel comfortable where, yeah, where you're not hesitating, where you're not thinking about, okay, this is a past tense and then I'm using excited and then what preposition, is that the gerund or the infinitive? And do I use another preposition after this? Mm -hmm. And by this repetition of sentences and phrases, you're going to intuitively know grammar in a richer way than you would if you studied grammar rules. Okay. Well, sounds cool. I want to take your course now, so because sometimes I just get stuck in the structure. Okay, so this is wonderful, and this will be like the very last question from me. So uh, this format, how do you find uh, the format of online courses? So is it an effective way to teach students from my point, uh, from your point of view? Sorry. From a teacher's point of view? Yes. Uh, so are online courses effective? Yes, if people go through them. That is the key. You know, um, some people like to buy things and then feel like if they've bought it, then they're going to just magically, you know, reach a higher level. And I've been... Just the facts, yeah, of owning it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. If you own a course, if you own a book, then it's going to magically happen. Just like if you signed up for a university class, but never went, it's not going to mm -hmm. make a difference. And from a teacher's point of view, I can put my best content onto a website, mm -hmm. include lots of different activities, include things that are really going to help people, allow learners to download audio and download mm -hmm. these, what I call memory cards, memory sentences. Okay. And learners can go through this at their own pace from anywhere at any time. So from mm -hmm. my point of view, it's the best way for me to teach because I used to teach one-to-one -one lessons and teach this in, the, in these lessons. But now it's all, all there for anyone who wants to access this. And they can take it at any time, go at their own pace, go through the activities, go through the drills and the exercises. And But you still provide some support, yes. right? I mean, if they have a question, if they have... Uh, so you will clarify it for them. Yeah, definitely. There's support inside the course and there is also a speaking evaluation. And what mm -hmm. I'm going to include soon is a speaking test at the start and a speaking oh, test at the that end. That is wonderful. For those yeah, people who actually cool, go through it and do what is inside the course. Okay. Well, uh, so it, it really sounds uh, um, like sounds like a good program. And uh, so uh, one more time for our listeners, where can they find the course? Yeah, uh, they can find... Um, well, a good place to start as well is to get my, my book. Um, and if they just go to, to fluency.com, there's mm -hmm. the opportunity to download that book for free on the uh, homepage. 
And then the okay. course is at tofluency.com slash TFP, to Fluency okay. program, TFP. Okay, so of course, uh, I will include all these links from Jack uh, uh, in the description of uh, our podcast episode. And uh, well, thank you very much uh, for all your ideas because, well, it matches mine and I'm very proud and very honored to be supported like my ideas <laughs> to match with such a high professional. And uh, thank you very much for talking to yeah, us Yeah, of today. course. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, and uh, please search for more information at our uh, website stordart.com. And one more time today, we were talking to Jack SQ and have a good time. Hear you in the next episodes. Bye.